With both Nike and Adidas headquartered in the Portland metro area, our city is kind of a mecca for sneakerheads. So when the new movie Air came out, you know, about Nike's iconic Air Jordan sneaker, we knew we wanted to hear from those in the local footwear scene. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Herbert Beauclair, co-founder of Sneaker Week. And if you don't know what that is, uh, that's when footwear designers and fans come from around the world to our city and celebrate all things sneakers. Herbert is going to let us know if the movie, which is mainly set in Portland and Beaverton, is worth the ticket price. It's Monday, April 17th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Herbert, thank you so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. So the entire movie is dramatizing the creation, pretty much of like one of the most iconic sneakers in history. And I grew up buying like Reebok knockoffs from Payless. So I was like not much of a mm-hmm. sneakerhead and never got into it. Like never got in the culture. Um, but could so could you explain it to non-sneakerheads like me? <laughs> the, the significance mm-hmm. of the Air Jordan shoe to, you know, culture. Yeah, I think the the movie did a really good job of kind of explaining why um, that particular shoe is just so iconic. If there wasn't this shoe, people would still know Michael Jordan, the athlete. Um, but what he did as an athlete, like transcended like style, um, transcended the idea of an athlete being a brand. And, you know, people, you know, looking up to him and idling him uh, were able to kind of be a part of that uh, through his products. For some people, it kind of gave them a piece of like superpowers, you know, and so uh, everybody wanted a piece of that. Like it was the hottest thing out back in the 80s. And the crazy thing is, it's like it's still like the hottest thing out, like in 2023. It's because the, sh- the movie was about the shoe. Like, if anyone's listening, they're like, oh, air. Um, Michael Jordan yeah. was, te- like, not even in the movie. Like, did that work Didn't for you? Didn't even see his face, yeah. You d- yeah. Didn't even see his face. And I, I think it was great. Like, me, I'm, I'm a sneaker person. I'm a sneaker lover. So I know, like, a lot of, like, the history behind the shoes and stuff like that. Um, but to have a movie dedicated to a shoe was crazy right like for me yeah typically you you see a story and you might get one snapshot of a shoe in in something and like that's what i end up geeking out over but like Mm -hmm. no the whole movie was about um just the process and and the fact that there were multiple people involved in different ways to make this happen and uh like i said you know it turned an athlete into a brand and that was the first time that actually happened so um, now you look at other athletes that are now brands. I mean, that wouldn't have been possible without Michael Jordan and, and all the events that happened in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was just wild to me that I was like, I'm watching a biopic of a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. The funny thing is, like, you almost forget that it was about a shoe because for the most part of it, it was just like, you know, Hey, how do we get this guy? How do we get this guy? It was like all about the guy. Yeah, because they build up so much tension. And I love mm-hmm. that. I love that they're just like, will they get Michael Jordan? And in my head, I'm like, they do. The shoes <laughs> made. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, spoiler alert, like it happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I love that all that tension that they were building. But it's it's real. It's, that's real stress and real problems that real people face in the industry. And so me being like, you know, someone that works within the footwear industry, those were all relatable scenarios to like, man, I got a family to feed. Like I'm 
you know, I worked so hard to get in this position. I've, you know, built up this tenure to uh, finally have some say so. And like they were talking to the guy like Phil Knight was, you know, in meetings with these people trying to bolster this depleted sector within their business. And, um, you know, they were putting their lives on the line, you know, their careers on the line, at least. So I felt that tension and I knew and I know that is real. So I know, you know, for the thousands of people that are you know, working mm-hmm. in the industry, they're, they're all probably clenching their butt cheeks in the chairs, just like, man, you know, they, they're really out there doing it. Okay, I, this is just like a, a question that I've had. Sneaker culture um, mm-hmm. is really strong, is really strong mm-hmm. in the States. And I mean, some of these sneakers, they come out and then they're immediately resold for like thousands of dollars. Yeah. I'm curious, do you think that there was sneaker culture before the Air Jordan? Yeah, the, the the thing, uh, the funny thing is, like, so that movie was based around, like, uh, mid-80s, 84, 85, and I was born in 89, so this was, like, a snapshot of, like, you know, things and scenarios that I didn't get to see, and I always hear about, you know, like, Adidas being on the top, and... Um, Converse actually existing. Yeah, yeah. right, but... <laughs> Not when I was alive, ever since I've been alive, it's always been Nike. And um, to see how Nike you were was sweating the competition, like to see like, man, you know, hey, everybody just wants to wear Adidas. They love the tracksuits. They love the, um, the you know, the track stars. Uh, Run DMC is literally making, you know, songs about this uh, shoe. And so, like, man, those, the rappers were definitely not running track, but they were sporting those tracksuits. So it was always something that um, I think people just use to kind of, like, look good, feel good um, type of vibe. But, like, nowadays... You got to pay a hefty price to to look good and feel good, and yeah. um, and the scarcity now is is not highly available. So people are doing some some crazy stuff to to get their hands on a pair. All right, let's take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what the movie got right and what it got wrong. Hey, it's John from CityCast Portland. Let's face it, sometimes bad stuff happens. A serious injury, a catastrophic accident, even a wrongful death. It can really turn your world upside down. And when it does, you deserve unwavering support from a dedicated team. Yeah, you need a lawyer. Diamore Law Group has over 30 years of experience protecting the rights of Oregonians. Their team of skilled attorneys, led by the renowned trial lawyer Tom Diamore, will work tirelessly to make sure your voice is heard and your rights are protected. Here's what one of his clients said. Tom fights for his clients from the first day they meet him through the last day of trial. So if you need help holding those responsible for your injuries accountable, contact Diamore Law Group at 503-222-6333 or visit diamorelaw.com to schedule a free consultation. They're committed to fighting for the justice and compensation you deserve right here in Portland. So from what you know about how the Air Jordan came about, like how mm-hmm. accurate do you think the events, the movie laid out were? Like did Sonny Vaccaro really drive out to North Carolina and accost Michael Jordan's parents? You know, like did that all actually happen? 
the funny thing is, like, I knew a lot of the story beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the drive actually happened, but um, the idea of, like, him reaching out and contacting without... Oh, oh like him driving to South to, yeah, yeah, to North yeah, Carolina, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, all the characters, Peter Moore, like, to me, I'm just glad that those people are getting, like, the shine, like, um, like H, like, you know, he's he's... I think Chris Tucker actually did a really good job of just kind of like the lightheartedness of H of, of, of like the, the positivity. Um, Could you say his full name for those who don't know what you're talking about? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know, everybody knows him as H, but uh, he goes by Howard. I mean, his name is Howard white. Yeah. I want to say like one of the coolest guys that I've ever met, always motivational, always like super positive. And yeah, I know Chris Tucker had to have like, watched some video or met him in person because he got a lot of that like he got impact. him <laughs> yeah just the fact like you know that these people are legends like uh i got a chance to meet peter moore uh, before he passed and yeah man it's just like legendary people that i'm like and can you explain who peter moore was in the narrative yeah peter moore um a legendary designer like in the industry you know from nike and adidas like he's He's the reason why, you know, sneaker culture is, is still what it is. Um, and he designed the Air Jordan, right? Like, he's the yeah, guy. Yeah, for, get, yeah. for him to get his due and for people to, you know, know his name of the person who created the the the, the Air Jordan 1, um, I think it's just, you know, giving him his flowers. And, you know, at the end of the movie, it mentions that uh, he passed, like, right before the filming. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like, you know, his character was, was nailed down, too, and... Um, from someone that's formally educated in design, like to hear his process and like how he thought about it, whether it was dramatized or not. I'm just like, man, people need to see that more, you know, because there's a whole lot more that goes into creating and designing a shoe. And um, the collectors admire it, the designers and the people that are in the industry, you know, they relate to it. Um, but I don't think like the consumers always get that information. Do you think they nailed Phil Knight? You know, I, I haven't. I've only been able to witness Uncle Phil from a from afar. Um, he seemed pretty cool. Uh, you know, the way that Ben Affleck uh, portrayed him. But I can see a lot of those like questions around like, hey, you know, why is basketball um, even a, a thing, you know, and having to be convinced of like, you know, people are going to be able to take a basketball shoe off of the court. I could I could see that being like a what the hell are you talking about type of question. And for him to be taking a company, you know, from a, the back of his truck to a couple billion dollars, you know, that whole scenario to me just it seemed accurate. So you you would recommend the movie? to other people like you're just like yeah this was um, great man i would use that as like an educational piece for sure like wow. <laughs> definitely i feel like uh nike needs to use this video this movie to like onboard folks um like <laughs> hey if you're new to this company like watch this movie um yeah but no i think people that are like i mean because it, it did feel like that that's you know a what little I mean? bit, yeah yeah it, yeah it did feel like that but yeah i think for for people that Cause there's a lot of like younger folks that are getting into this. And you mentioned earlier about like people spending thousands of dollars on shoes. Some of these people are like young that are spending all this money on these shoes. Um, so at least like, you know, for them to get a little bit of background, like some history uh, without it being some Pearl Harbor type of, you know, uh, uh, war movie. 
Um, I think, yeah, it, it, it could be a really entertaining thing to just like take your kids out and try to school them, um, you know, especially if you like grew up in that era. I thought it was a little heavy handed in that in that, though, Herbert, where it was just like every B-roll was like, we're in the 80s. You know, like yeah, every yeah. B-roll was just like, where's the beef? And like just Man. weird games like it just it showed Nike uh, employees uh, playing weird 80s games. And mm -hmm. I'm like, there's no way they're going to play Mousetrap. It's a Man. it's in the middle of a work day. Why are they playing this random game? Uh, you know? I don't I don't put it past them. Um, <laughs> the funny thing so though is like I was seeing like other uh, commercials and stuff about the movie, and the way that people explained it was like it's it's like a lighthearted like dramatization, um, like a comedic, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, for sure, it's very funny. For sure, yeah, and yeah. so. Uh, after, you know, watching it, I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess that makes sense if it wasn't supposed to be, like, that serious. So you recommend it? <laughs> I would yeah. recommend it. I think specifically yeah. for, like, Portlanders, it was really cool for to sure. see, like, this kind of retro version of Portland. And they brought up just, like, a bunch of inside jokes to Portland. You know, mm -hmm. like, the, the dude at the 7-Eleven store. Um, because if you don't know, Michael Jordan was supposed to be drafted to the – the Portland Trailblazers. So there's a uh -huh. lot of like salty um, Trailblazer fans. It's really funny. And also, this is like one thing that I really loved. And, I, and I'm and i sure you also heard the reaction is whenever they would show a bridge, some people would just clap. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it was like the Broadway bridge and someone was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love hey, that. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> millions of people that are going to go see this movie, you know. And so I, I feel like there's like that hometown pride. And like the few times they mention Portland, you know, they, they say it out loud. And the thing that I relate to most is, is when H was like, uh, Michael Jordan's mom was trying to ask him, like, does Hello, he yeah, like yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, it was the immediate, like, black people conversation of like, have you mm -hmm. noticed there aren't any black people here? Yeah, and yeah. it was almost like Jordan's mom was checking in on him to mm -hmm. make sure that he's okay because he, he is working for Nike. I had to make sure he wasn't in a get out, a get out situation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> she had that look. She's like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, it's real nice here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I, I noticed that, too. Uh, it took, like, every uh, – it took a lot of restraint when they showed the St. John's Bridge not to, like – because I live in St. John's, Clap. not to be yeah, – yeah, yeah, not yeah. to be, like, See, St. John's. Thing, you know? some, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Some, some pride in that. And, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that see that and – it's beautiful shots of Portland in there too. So, you know, some people don't even know where Portland is. Trust me, I I, I still have family that ask me like, where is it that you live? <laughs> yeah. Um, so for them to see it, I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us and telling us your opinion on the movie. Uh, I recommend it. Yeah, you recommend. He recommends it, man. He recommends go. it. Uh, but could you fill us in a little bit on Sneaker Week when it's coming up and like what it is for those who who you know never heard of it even though like i i can't believe oh yeah um sneaker week this year is uh coming up in august uh so we come around once a year uh we try to set the whole city on fire we do some events um throughout the entire city uh definitely check us out at sneaker week pdx on our social media for when things launch in may um but yeah august 3rd through the 9th uh just come check us out cool well thank you so much Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And now for your microdose of news. 
A lot of people are upset with Governor Kotick's plan to convert local farmland into semiconductor factories. But a bipartisan group of legislators has a different idea. Go for the golf courses, specifically Pumpkin Ridge in North Plain and the Reserve in Aloha. They're both near the hub of Hillsborough's current high-tech industry. One wrinkle, though. They're in private hands with no indication of wanting to sell. Plus, we've talked a lot about the proposals to start tolling local freeways, but could they actually make our roads safer? According to the Oregon Department of Transportation's Brendan Finn, the answer is yes. He told KGW that tolling will be vital for making seismic upgrades to important bridges and other local infrastructure. He also says ODOT is planning to prevent traffic jams on local streets if people try to dodge the toll roads. I'm not sure how that's going to happen, but that's going to be fun. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. If you enjoyed the show, you know, share it with a friend, rate, or leave us a review. It'll really help us out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's.